Hello and welcome to The Bunker Daily. I am your host, Alex Andreu. I have a job to do and I have a lot of confidence in my abilities. Those are the words of Greek Prime Minister and leader of the New Democracy Party, Kyriakos Mitsotakis. He is about to find out whether the rest of the country shares his self-belief. The polls suggest not necessarily. From an unassailable 49% of the vote, 23 points ahead of Alexis Tsipras' Syriza, three years ago, the gap has narrowed to five or six points. On May the 21st, my country goes to the polls. My guest today is a journalist and correspondent for ERT, the Greek equivalent of the BBC, if you want, and she's here to help us untangle those coming elections. Welcome to the banker, Evdoxia Limberi. Thank you very much for having me, Alexandreou. It's a pleasure, really, at last. Evi, shall we start with some basics? Who are the, the runners and riders in this election and where are their parties in the political landscape? Just to develop a vocabulary, as it were. Sure. Yeah. Well, as usual, the, um, the Greek uh, political landscape is uh, plethoric, to use a Greek word, is rich, uh, in other yes. words. So there are 36 parties and coalition, <laughs> coalitions that uh, were approved uh, by the Supreme Court to take part in these elections. But the main runners is, as you said, New Democracy, Syriza, mm-hmm. you know, the previous government, yeah. and Pasok, the third runner, the Communist Party, and uh, the other two now are uh, struggling and they are trying to get some votes. Uh, one is uh, Eliniki Lisi, that's the Greek solution from for uh, Mr. Velopoulos, that mm-hmm. is trying to get votes from New Democracy, mm-hmm. and he's currently in the parliament. And the other one is uh, Mera 25 of uh, Mr. Varoufakis, that he's trying to get votes from Syriza. And he's in the parliament now. But, Alex, it's, it's the most uncertain elections the country, I think, the country has ever seen. They are called, for a reason, mute elections. Mm. Mm. Because there is a huge chunk, a huge amount of people that they are, have not voiced, they, they are, don't say, not even to the pollsters, yes, yes. what they will vote. I was reading an article about that uh, today, that the pollsters are really struggling because apparently there, there is a massive chunk of, of the mm. demographic that will simply not answer the questions because... I guess there's a feeling in Greece that polling companies are a little bit complicit in um, trying to shape the landscape rather than simply reporting on it. Is that is that a fair thing to say? There is this, um, oh, well, there is, they have this uh, reputation, if you hmm. want, uh, to uh, people talk about uh, you know that in in this in this manner in this uh, um, sort of way about the pollsters. On the other hand, there must be a mistake. How they 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 we see everywhere now in Turkey. He, even in this country, remember what the yes. pollsters were saying about Brexit, about the elections. Mm. Nothing was proved to be right. There's something wrong with the pollsters, and people, you know, lack confidence and they don't trust very much. But mm. the, the fact that they don't answer is something to watch. There are people that are angry, they don't want to answer, they just hang up the phone. Yeah. 
And these are from my sources, uh, journalists that uh, they talk with pollsters, and pollsters tell them that it's 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 the first time that they do uh, they try to do the polls, and only two phone calls are uh, responding out of ten. On the other hand, the Syriza says, uh, suggests that uh, the pollsters do not, um, they're underrepresented in the polls. A, a Syriza obviously has an agenda to say that, but I have also read from some, you know, reputable sources without really an agenda in this, that some of the voters in Greece are left-wing, but because Syriza is seen to have um, basically become quite centrist after making quite left-wing promises initially, that a lot of left-wing voters will vote for Syriza, but just holding their nose in a sort of shy way, and they're not showing up in the polls. Do you get similar feedback from people you speak to? Uh, yes, but it, that goes for both sides, you know. That goes for new democracy as well. There are people, for example, um, I, I talked to someone today and they had some information from uh, middle upper class uh, voters mm. who are uh, traditionally voting new democracy. You know, they say that they will vote new democracy, yes, but not the same persons. Not they, they try to find new persons because they are angry as well. Mm, and there is also... Yeah, 800,000 undecided voters, and on the top of it, there are 450,000 new voters, young voters. Yeah. And that's the main chunk of people, uh, Syriza, is, uh, you know, all the advertisements they make, all the political ads they make uh, nowadays, they, they are uh, targeting these mm. new voters. But it looks like all the recent um, scandals, if you know, you know, the, the, the Greek Watergate, all these predator, the, then the, the accident, the train accident, the tragic train accident, mm. all of these that... Um, went against the government, which is new democracy, doesn't seem to be profitable in voting. Yes, I was, I was going to ask you about that because there, there was the, the, the horrific train crash outside Larissa hmm. and there was also this so-called Greek Watergate that I heard about here, which was all about the government basically bugging the telephones of various people, including political op opponents, including people in their own party, which is yeah. really quite extraordinary. And reading those stories, you know, l living in a different country, I tended to think, well, this will have a huge effect. But it hasn't had a, as dramatic an effect as I might have expected. Why do you think that is? Um, yeah, and not only I will add to this, that's uh, quite accurate what you said. It's also the, 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 the head of army, of, of Greek army, mm. was uh, also bugged his phone. Yes, and um, the most obvious answer, one, the most obvious anyway, is that Syriza has been in power recently. 
2015 to 2019, it was very hard economically years. Yeah. It was, you know, you know the economic crisis. The memorandum, you know the euro mem- crisis. One, yeah. two, three memorandums. So people still re- have very fresh memories of what ha- just mm. happened, mm. you know. And uh, the other thing is that the voters of new democracy will not easily go to Syriza, which is left. The other thing is that not even PASOK, which center-right, uh, seem, seems to gain from this. So, and all these people, all this huge amount of people remain undecided. And also Syriza, um, another another reason could be that he did a government, a coalition government with uh, Karadzaferis. Hmm. This is Alexis Tsipras that basically, in, o- yes. in order to form a government, got into bed with really mm. quite a nationalist party. Exactly. Uh, uh, nationalist, a sort of, popu- you know, populist, yeah. Yeah, flag and Bible, proper flag, army and Bible mm. party. No. Um, yeah. So what about PASOK? I was going to ask you, because as you know from living in the mm. UK, PASOK has become even a verb here. We talk about PASOKification. PASOKification. Because, because it's a complete wipeout of a party that historically was one of the two main contenders until really very recently and then just disappeared to between really 8 and 15%. Is there any recovery there? What are they looking like now? Well, we can see a minor recovery. People don't just trust easily PASOK again. Mm. It still ha- has people from the past, people that everybody recognizes in Greece, and they were so very attached to other scandals, to other, uh, you know, uh, years of mm. uh, suffering. And they have, you know, they have memories from there as well. And they... PASO has to prove itself. These elections, they, they're a little bit shy again. <laughs> Everyone is shy about saying who they're going to vote for. Oh, no. um, okay, so if there is no clear winner in this election, we are likely to get a second round, but under a different electoral system. <laughs> Can you explain this to, to my well, listeners? I'll try my best. Uh, um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm struggling. Today I was talking with a colleague and she was she was telling me, I said, can you explain? Oh, no, 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 don't ask me this. I don't understand it either. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, and uh, when Syriza was in government, they voted for simple proportion system and that is mm. the system uh, people are voting we are voting I'm voting also from uh, London uh, on Saturday though not on Sunday uh, with a simple proportional system but if there's no government on Monday then the next elections will go under the system um, that um, new democracy voted for in 2020 and that is the uh, enhanced proportional system if 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 i can say yes. that this way so that means that with a simple pr- proportional system a government will be able to be formed if the parties that make it up have a percentage that starts from 45% if about 10% remain outside the parliament and it can reach up to 47 to 48% if the percentage that will remain outside the parliament is lower yeah, that is the best I can do in explaining. And, and basically, this. there is a threshold, 
below which parties don't get any MPs. So unless you achieve, a, uh, I think it's 2%. Is it 2% Three. in the new system? 3%. So unless you achieve 3%, you don't get an MP at all, which means that there are extra uh, extra seats to be allocated to the parties that did better in the election. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, even though the new democracy government, as you said, created this new system and introduced it, they now seem extremely keen to find a winner in the first round. They've been very active in the media in saying, go out and vote, we have to win the first round. Do they do they fear actually the system they created might favor Syriza? Um, no, because they believe that the the, the the party that will be first in the first election, the, the, the first Sunday, with a simple proportional system, will be the first in the second as well. Right. They believe that this is very crucial for them. I see. I see. The strong horse theory, so-called. Yeah. And uh, mm. today I was listening to a pollster and she was saying exactly the same thing. There are uh, amongst these uh, undecided people, there are many that will go over the, the actual, you know, box, <laughs> the mm. poll, and they mm. will decide at that moment. And whoever they think will win, that's mm. the party they will vote. This is psychological. Right. And uh, the pollster was saying that. So the, fe- the second, but the, f- the second, uh, system, uh, if we go to second elections, of course, which is uh, more, more likely to, to, to do that, uh, it's uh, the enhanced proportional system, and that is the what New Democracy um, voted for in 2020, and according to this, the first party will get some bonus seats, and then yeah. they will be able, hopefully, uh, for them, as they, be, as they believe, that they will uh, form a government, but it's mm. Very, very unstable. Evi, still we think that uh, the most likely coalitions are either New Democracy with PASOK, the sort of right and center, mm-hmm. and or Syriza and PASOK, the sort of left and center, is there a, a realistic possibility we might end up with a sort of German-style grand coalition of new democracy and Syriza actually working together? Oh, but Alex, Greeks are not Germans. They they have no tradition on forming coalition governments. Yeah. I yeah. mean, even though there was a coalition government in uh, the in the difficult years of economic crisis. I mean, it didn't work, obviously. It was just um, an executive, I would say, it, mm. not really, because we, yeah. Greece was not independent in, in economically. The we, whole country was, was under the European Bank. Um, yes, it was a sort of te- technocracy that was doing what it was told, they essentially. Were, yes, they were serving yeah. the purpose of getting out of this economic crisis, mm. uh, not much more. But, um, you know, they will have to do it. But how much it will last? That's yeah. the thing. And uh, yeah. are we going to the polls three months later? Because who is going to uh, a coalition government that is formed from? First of all, you mentioned a new democracy with PASOK. It's not likely to happen. 
because last time we should say New Democracy uh, coalesced with PASOK, PASOK got very badly burned. Uh, and this is how they've ended exactly. up in really quite a bad situation. There is a sort of institutional scar there, isn't there, preventing There that is, just happening. where, exactly, just where it was trying to find its pace and get out of this pacification, as we, 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 yeah. we mentioned before. Uh, it it uh, participated in the coalition government in those dark years, and it didn't do any good to, to mm. the, the party. Also, the leader... His phone was bugged by the, uh, by the security. Andrulakis, yeah. the leader of Pasokis, uh, Andrulakis. He yeah, was one of the people that were basically wiretapped illegally by the government. By the security, yeah, service of the government, <laughs> and uh, you know he accused he accuses Mitsotakis personally for this, and uh, in the debate he said. Uh, Andrew Lack is the leader of PASOK, said some people need to go to prison for that. Mm. On the other hand, Syriza is, um, you know, is playing the good guy with uh, PASOK. He says that we can agree to some things. He was, uh, you, if you see the debate, you'll see how, how he flirts, uh, mm. uh, Tsipras, how Tsipras was flirting Andrew Lackis even in the debate. So um, there are hopes that maybe Syriza, uh, Syriza certainly has a hope for that, to form a coalition with PASOK. But with, this po with these numbers, with these percentages that the yeah, it's not enough reveal, anyway, yeah. it's not enough. The, the more we approach, uh, in a few days on Sunday, the more we approach Sunday, the more uh, mobilization, uh, we see a lot of mobilization in the, in the parties, uh, that they, they collect their powers, you mm -hmm. know, their, their, their people. So this weakens the two small parties I said they tried to, to gain from New yeah. Democracy and from uh, and Varoufakis from Syriza. Yeah. Um, one final question. Um, the Freedom of the Press Index that Reporters Without Borders does had Greece in a 107th position from, from a total of 180 nations. And I have been watching a lot of... Uh, Greek network news recently to get a feel for the election and reading a lot of Greek press. And there is a sense that there is a lot of pandering to the government going on at the moment because the government really gave the channels, the private channels and the press, a lot of money during the pandemic to keep them open. And again, they're giving them quite a lot of uh, financial aid because of the energy crisis, whatever the excuses at the moment. The point is that the government is putting a lot of money in the coffers of the private uh, uh, Greek channels and the press. Do you think this has the potential to actually propagandize a situation, to change people's minds if, if it develops into a full-on campaign, as it were? Uh, yeah, very interesting, Alex. Uh, from what we see, uh, no, it doesn't, apparently. Mm. Well, uh, New Democracy, don't get me wrong, New Democracy has a lot of loss, but it doesn't really hurt them as much. They're still in the official polls, at least, uh, first party. Yeah, so, I mean, the two possibilities, really, the two realistic possibilities is that either New Democracy will end up the biggest party with Kyriakos Mitsotakis as its leader, or Syriza will end up the bigger party with 
uh, Alexis Tsipras as its leader, but the the probability of them securing enough votes to form a government on on their own is vanishingly small at the moment, isn't it? Very, 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 very small. It's it's even questionable for the second elections as well. So uh, imagine it's it's really, as I said, uh, they call it mute elections for a for a reason. People don't mm. say. Uh, don't don't know they don't say what they will vote so um new elections and uh, the most uncertain elections maybe ever yeah it will be very interesting to watch thank you so much for educating me and my listeners thank you thank you very much for having me it was a pleasure Remember, there's a new bunker pretty much every day. So if you like our work, you can and should support our work for as little as £3 a month on the funding platform Patreon. Just search for Bunker Podcast Patreon. If you smashed Greece to pieces, said the Nobel-winning poet Odysseus Elitis, you would be left with an olive tree, a grapevine and a fishing boat. From those three things, you could also put Greece back together. Well, things got close to that during the dark days of the Eurozone crisis. At times it felt like my country really was being stripped to its bones. And what was revealed were not three, but four elements. The fourth one being politics. As the country convulsed, the one constant was a level of involvement, interest, discussion, debate that I have seen nowhere else in the world where I have lived. And elections constant elections. Yearly, it felt like at times. Let's have a good one on the 21st. This is Alex Andreu in the bunker saying over and out. Good news, your favourite history nerds are back. Yes, we at We Are History have been trawling the history shelves of our local bookshops. Well, I have, John. You mostly went round finding your books and moving them to the front of the displays. If I can find them, it's a bonus. We are ready to tell you all about what we've learned, from the revolting French to some revolting women. Via some Brits abroad and a foul-mouthed Irishman. So, download We Are History. Our laughable attempt at a silly history podcast. With me, John O'Farrell. And me, Angela Barnes. Wherever you get your podcasts. The Bunker was presented by Alex Andrei. The producers were Liam Tate and Kasia Tomashevich. Audio production was from me, Robin Lieber. Art by James Parrott. Managing editor, Jacob Jarvis. Group editor, Andrew Harrison. And the music is by Kenny Dickinson. And The Bunker is a Podmasters production. Podmasters.